It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Well, a good day, everybody. Welcome to the After 9 Podcast. Today, uh, as we record, is Thursday, the 30th of July. I can't believe this summer is half over as of tomorrow. Don't say, I know, don't say that, don't say that. But, but it true. is. I know, it's I'm not going to sugarcoat this shit for you guys anymore. It's almost over. Look, I know. And I remember that feeling, too, um, as a kid. And we will obviously be talking a lot about school coming up during the podcast because that is a thing now. But, uh, yeah, I, I remember thinking that as we as we approached August and that August long weekend that is coming up thinking, oh my gosh, already half of it is done already? Like, I, I'm going back to school in a month? This is ridiculous. And yeah, it's true. It's 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 flying by, I think. Although some people disagree. I've had some people say they feel like this is the slowest summer ever because there's really? not much to do. But you can oh, make fuck, things. get over it. There's a ton of stuff to there's do. It's just not do. the typical stuff. I know. It's just, you gotta just, yes, of course, you can't be traveling as much. Yes. And you're not seeing as many people, maybe. And you're not doing those big summer bashes that maybe you would have done. But there's a lot of pros to it. I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of things I would have done this summer that I wasn't necessarily looking forward to, but because of uh, COVID, they're not happening. And I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with it too, Kat. Uh, it is a different summer, but I'm enjoying it. I'm playing a lot more golf than I usually do. Mm-hmm. I feel a little less pressure to be here, there, and everywhere. I, I kind of like the pace of this one. And we're coming up to the long weekend. I should point this out because we had the mayor of Kitchener on our FM radio show this morning. And I asked him, what's the deal with fireworks for this weekend? Because I'm seeing one of those big fat boy stands set up in the, the plaza parking lot down the street. I didn't know this. Apparently, fireworks are not legal this long weekend. Yeah, uh, There's only three times a year when fireworks are allowed to be lit off in Canada in residential settings. Yeah. Victoria Day, Canada Day, and the third one I wouldn't have guessed, but it makes sense. Diwali. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there, you douchers, that will still light them off any old day, all the time. Or it's like five days past Canada Day, and they just oh got some extras here. Let's let's light this off. I am one of those people that hates fireworks. I hate fireworks. I hate parks. I liked them as a kid, and I'm sure I'll like them again, but it's just this stage of my life that I'm being inconvenienced. Go ahead and call me a Karen, but I can't stand them. Um, I'm not going to speak to the manager over it, but I am I just dislike it. I have a dog. I have young kids, um, and, and people at home setting them off, I worry about that too. I, I, I know there's a lot of people who can get them in their hands that maybe shouldn't be lighting fireworks, if you know what I mean. There's uh, a lot of losers that are using them as weapons lately, and I don't understand sure. why. Yeah, um, and just stupid and drunk people and stupid people that are making bad choices and lighting off fireworks at that particular time sounds like a terrible idea. It's the Scott and Karen After Nine podcast. <laughs> Thank you I for just, listening. Hey, hey I've, the truth is, I've actually always kind of did. I've never loved them, but I, I, I'm sure I'll like them again. I just, I again, I have a dog that gets scared. I've got kids that go to bed before it even really gets dark this time of year. So especially this time of year, I just, I just fucking hate it. It is what it is. I just don't like fireworks. I don't want to spend too much time on COVID today, but I do want to read a comment that I just got on Facebook because, you know, the the assholery is just outrageous. Uh, Here's one. Guys, this is someone who's obviously getting excited about going to stage three tomorrow. So they are either in Peel region or they're in Toronto. LOL, mask inside restaurant, but you can take it off at your table. LOL. We are still technically inside the building. LOL. Is the virus thing airborne? If so, what's the point of mask on when entering and then off when you're sitting at your table? Is this person new? 
I guess they are new. Listen, I thought we all understood the point of this. I really, really thought we understood. And I tried to not comment on it, but I can't I can't hold back when I see a dumb comment like that. For anyone who doesn't understand, if you want to go into a restaurant, you can do that in stage three. You go in, you sit down at the table. You have to have your mask on when you enter the building, when you go to the bathroom, when you leave the building. When you're at your table, you don't need the mask on. And the reason for that is very simple. The tables are distanced. The experts generally agree that the droplets that could infect someone won't travel more than six feet. So if there's someone not wearing a mask at the table next to you, as long as that table is more than six feet away, you should be safe. Does that make sense? Like when that originally got explained, was it in a different language or no, something like no, that? It makes total sense. This is people and it, it amazes me that because it's always the people that have such a passion about it, but they're wrong about it. I, I can't believe this and that. Well, this and that actually isn't true. But if you want to do some reading up on it, you'll find that out. But instead, you'll just take to Facebook and bitch and complain about something that's not even accurate. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time. Boy, I mean, such misinformed statements like that, throwing in the LOLs like everybody else is stupid except for them. I just don't get where people are coming from on that. I mean, shit, people, it's it's simple. And if you're not sure, ask. I mean, I don't think there's people who will have a hard time explaining to you why some of these procedures and policies are in place. It's pretty straightforward. In any case, um, let's talk about the back to school. Kids are supposed to go back on, is it September the 7th? I think is the Tuesday after Labor Day this year. That would be correct, yeah. Oh, no, sorry, the 8th. The 8th is a Tuesday. So kids go back, and there's three options that we were told at the end of June would be on the table. Either distance learning, e-learning, or full-time in-class learning, or a mix of both. And there's pros and cons to all of them. I'm really not sure... How you can say going back to school is 100% safe. But with the numbers the way they are and with the common sense measures that they're likely going to put in place, I think it's about as safe as it can be. What do you think the government's going to announce today? Don't tell us what you would like to see. Tell us what you think they're going to announce. Okay. Um, I'm going to guess that it's going to be full time in class and they're going to try for that first. Yeah. And I think yeah, you're right, Kat, and I don't see a reason to not. Uh, our entire economy is on the brink right now. We need businesses open and people working at those businesses. And unfortunately, it's just not possible with kids not in school. There's way too many people that can't go to work if that's the case because either daycare is not available or it's too expensive. That's a big problem. Sure. That also disproportionately affects women. And we can't have women being kicked out of work because they've got to stay home with their kids, potentially putting their job in danger through no fault of their own. You expected your kids would be in school and you can work around that with your employer, but them being home all the time, that's a little difficult to work with. So here's what I think is going to happen. The announcement is like an hour and a half away as we record. I think that today the education minister is going to announce a return to class. It will be full-time, five days a week. But I think there will be an option there, like an opt-out, where if you truly don't feel it's safe, you can keep your kids home and distance learning will be available. Mm -hmm. Now, here's where that's going to cause a shitstorm. That'll cause a shitstorm because the teachers will then have to do more work. They will have to do their regular day that they do all the time, and they would have to prepare a distance lesson. 
unless they hire even more teachers to just do the distance learning. And and you could be part of distance learning with a teacher from they could have one teacher per grade per board. And and that class might have anywhere from three people in it to 700. But it's distance learning. Mm -hmm. Who cares how many people are in it? So I think that's going to be the compromise. But no matter what, no matter what, don't go on social media today (laughs) and read the comments from your friends and family and think, oh, my God, this is terrible. Oh, this is just doom and gloom because everybody has an agenda. And people are going to shit on whatever the decision is. If the government went in and said, no, we're we're just 100% thinking about safety and the safest thing is distance learning, people will lose their minds. If they say, no, no, the best thing for the kids overall is to put them back in class. People are going to lose their minds. Yeah. So I'm fully expecting people will be or kids will be back in school. Teachers will be given PPE. I'm thinking probably masks, face shields, gloves extra hand sanitizer and stuff like that and just figure it out right I, that's the only way to do it i wouldn't be at all surprised to see things like gym preemptively canceled yeah if they do need more teachers it looks like french is the thing that's gonna get cut yeah and they would use the french teachers in other subjects other jurisdictions have done that uh, whatever we do today is not going to be unique by the way whatever we do is basically the same as what somebody else is doing because we're just copying each other sure and a lot of it makes sense and it should be noted too that i mean doug ford from the beginning before anything was even planned to possibly be announced he said he'll spend they will spend the government and i know it sucks a lot of people are adding this up or trying to add this up but keep in mind you you, you can't think of it that way they're going to spend what they need to spend to make this work so yes Maybe that will mean an extra a couple of people in every in every school, an extra couple of teachers in every school. Maybe that will mean uh, whatever it means. The the PPE, which some of which was donated, which is fabulous, and hopefully we can keep things like that up, especially for the teachers to make sure that we're doing everything right. Uh, it, you know, it, I think we need to we need to move forward here. We need to to see what happens, and if you don't feel comfortable. Yeah, it, it, it sucks in a lot of cases. I do feel bad for those who are more vulnerable. But I think that the schools are each going to make their own, uh, you know, do their make their own choices based on what they have to work with. I think you're right about gyms. I think that makes sense. Like gym class is basically out unless they do it all outdoors. And you can only do that certain months of the year right. uh, here in Canada where that makes sense. So I think that would probably get the axe and they would encourage physical activity in other ways at home. Maybe that'll be your homework instead uh, is that physical activity somehow. But it makes sense because you also need to use those, those rooms. You need to maybe use that gym as a classroom. And you, you need to make do with what you have. Somebody texted this morning about portables. I need to know more about making sure the air circulates properly. And look, I don't disagree with you. I remember portables, and there's a shit ton of them. Um, maybe that is going to be part of the expense as well, I'm thinking. Maybe they're going to try to figure something out for that. I don't well, know what the proper solutions are for all of those that are worried about portable specifically because i know there's a lot of them all over ontario but i just i do trust that the government is talking to the teachers is talk and and they're going to make the most informed decision possible and that's the plan that's in place should work well as long as everybody sticks to it well you know i'm glad you mentioned that because i want to point that out and i've been seeing that online for a couple of weeks now is the government needs to consult with teachers they need to talk to teachers okay I don't disagree with you. Yeah, it's important to get input from the stakeholders there, like the teachers. Uh, Very important that they speak to the school administrators as well. But just because Stephen Lecce didn't phone you and ask you for your opinion doesn't mean he hasn't spoken to teachers. It also doesn't mean that the chief medical officer of health hasn't consulted teachers. Now, they probably will not 
be asking every teacher for their feedback. No. But you can rest assured. I mean, obviously, they're not making a decision like this without talking to people that are front line. You know, just because you didn't get the call doesn't mean people weren't consulted. I'm trying to shoot down some of the shit that's going to be online later on, and I don't even know what the decision is, but I, I just know today is just going to be a day of fighting and parents calling each other bad parents, and uh, uh, people are very divided on their political ideology and calling each other names based on that, and it's just going to be a goddamn mess. Sure. Yeah, they will. It's also going to be a mess because it's very, very rare a sitting prime minister to be called to testify under oath in front of a commons committee is not very common. Let me point that out. But today, Justin Trudeau, the prime minister of Canada, is going to have to sit there for three hours and get grilled by opposition MPs. Grilled. And you know, Charlie Angus from the NDP and Pierre Polyev from the Conservative Party are going to go after him and try and spin him into... Uh, whatever they can get out of them. It's going to be really, really bizarre mm-hmm. and fascinating at the same time. I'm really excited to watch. Now, obviously, I don't know what Trudeau is going to say. If I were him, I would use that entire three hours with a speech. Just filibuster the shit out of it, dude. That's your best play. Just give a three-hour speech and say, well, we're out of time. Thanks, everybody. Don't even take any questions. <laughs> you don't want to answer questions today, bud. It, it's just not going to work out well for you, I don't think. So that would be my advice to him. Just talk for three hours and every answer, make it as long as possible. The longer you talk, the less time they have to answer questions. That's Trudeau's play today. It's also kind of weird that his chief of staff, Katie Telford, is going to be testifying. I'm not quite sure what she has to add to this conversation, but uh, I'll watch. It's a made-for-TV event at this point. You're, between that and the announcement that's coming down today, I mean, you have a command station in your new place, I assume, as well? Yeah. With yeah, mul- what is currently a radio studio will eventually become my command center. Fabulous. One screen's going to have Trudeau. Another <laughs> screen's going to have Leche. I'll have the social media up on the iPad. It's just going to be awesome, Okay, Kat. great. Uh, you can follow Scott on Twitter as well, and I'm sure you will be tweeting about all of the things that we just covered and more at Scott Fox on air. I'll be there with my popcorn as well. Why have slip and slides sold out? Every time I open Instagram, I see a new video of what appears to be young people going downstairs in a slip and slide right out their front door. Or they set it up on a hill and see how high they can go. Stuff like that. What is the slip and slide fad all about? Do you know? Oh, well, I mean, slip and slides have always been cool outside. I haven't seen I haven't seen this happening inside, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to Whammo, slip and slides have totally sold out this summer because most public pools and water parks were closed or are running on limited sure, hours. Sure, it makes sense. A lot of things are sold out and hard to get because of the pandemic and people spending more time at home. Makes sense. Sure. But at one point, slip and slide sales doubled every day for 10 days. Wow. It caught on because if you follow um, Canadian Party Life or Barstool, there's a lot of people setting up slip and slides in their house to go right out the front door. I'm just not exactly sure why. It, they were always popular. They were always slippy and slidey i i don't know why this year in particular people have really decided to do stunts with it uh some people by the way are pouring beer down them instead of water to lube them up hey whatever gets you slippery what i get waste it of beer it's that's a, a total, total waste, waste of, of alcohol beer. don't do that a b that sounds like a hospital trip waiting to happen and i don't think you want to be in the hospital no no i don't think you do uh cheesecake factory and a lot of shit as it turns out somebody placed an order for pickup or delivery, one or the other, and they found a latex glove, PPE, in the plate of pasta. Do you believe that, or do you think there are people out there 
who will stash stuff in their food, okay. claim it was in there all along, yeah. and try and get money out of the company. So both. I answer yes to both. Yes, I believe that happened. And yes, I believe there's people who do stupid shit. In this particular case, I'd probably believe it. Huh. Let me tell you How something. How does the cook not notice that? Let me tell you something. Because you're using the term cook. And it's very, that's a very funny thing. Uh, as someone who worked in the restaurant business, I'm telling you right now, there's people working back house at some establishments. You don't want to even see, you don't want to, you don't want to look. You don't want to know. And I've seen some gross shit in my day. Uh, that's made me question a lot of places that I go now. And also, I mean, we've heard stories about surgeons, fucking brilliant people, leaving PPE inside people. So how could you not assume that in somewhere there will be a cook at a cheesecake factory who leaves their glove in a takeout container? It could happen. I have no question about that at all. Were they blind, though? Like, a glove oh, is a... A Band-Aid's one thing. You could maybe see how a Band-Aid might but that's get mixed so in with the pasta. That's still so gross. A glove, though? A big blue or gray glove? You didn't notice that in the pasta? That's not a garnish. How did you not notice that before you sent it out? I mean, this one almost seems so unbelievable that I kind of wonder if it's a scam. Did I they do. check? Did they check at the glove fit? <laughs> if it doesn't, you must have quit, right? That's right. But you but you know, if this person did bring that up, there's no way the restaurant didn't check it out. Or if they sent a photo, they go, e- yeah, that's the exact PPE that we use back of house. Like, that's exactly the kind of... Well, and by the way, I shouldn't say PPE. Like, chefs... Again, I use that term loosely in some restaurants. But anyway, uh, the cooks in the back use gloves anyway on regular occasions most of the time. So this could be this doesn't necessarily have to be one of those really thick ones that some of you guys are probably picturing in your head right now. This could be a really light, loose latex glove that just was a little bit too loose or was taken off and then accidentally fell in somehow. And all it takes is some dumb shit to not pay attention and close the lid before they really look at it. And I'm telling you right now. Yeah, I could see that happening for sure. Yeah, there's restaurants out there, and I'm thinking about Osmos in particular. I love Osmos, by the way. Their, fa- their, sh- their shawarma salad is fabulous. Ah, you know what? You got me turned on to the shawarma salad, and you are absolutely right. Uh, they also have, I mean, like chicken on the rocks, chicken on the sticks, all that sort of stuff. It's fine if you just want chicken with all the shawarma stuff on top of fries or rice. But another one they've got is uh, chicken on the veggies, and it's just mixed vegetables with chicken on top. Mm. It's so good. But anyway, Osmos, I distinctly remember when I first started going there, had a sign up that says, like, no, we don't wear gloves when preparing food. We wash our hands regularly, and here's why that's more sanitary. Do they still do that, or did they switch to gloves? I don't know the answer. So if you've been to an Osmos recently, uh, do they still have that sign up, and are they wearing gloves, or are they not? A lot of shawarma restaurants you can see right back to where they're cooking the food. So maybe there's somebody who's actually noticed this. If you could shoot a quick DM my way or tweet me and let me know, that'd be great. Do you you know the term woke fishing? Woke fishing? No, yeah. I know woke. Yep. I know fishing. I don't know woke fishing. This is from Vice. At least half of single people say they definitely wouldn't date someone with differing political views right now. Which has led to a whole new kind of insanity called woke fishing. That's where someone pretends to care about social and progressive issues to get dates on dating apps. It's like being catfished, but with political beliefs. Basically, the way it works is you you could be the most staunch right-wing Donald Trump supporter there is. 
But on your dating profile, you might throw up a hashtag Black Lives Matter or a hashtag um, um, register to vote, that sort of shit, to make it seem like you're progressive and you are in with the, the current social issues, but you're really not. That's... You might put up a link to the food bank. Hey, everybody donate to this food drive that's going on. When in reality, you would never do that yourself and you don't give a shit. That's the sort of thing that's going on right now. And the other person doesn't know that you're just pretending until it's too late and you're already married. <laughs> and you're already that's taking it ex- to an extreme level. <laughs> oh, my God. Next thing you know, you're hitched. and You didn't know they love Donald Trump, turns out. Uh, I didn't, I find that so, I I mean, I, okay. I shouldn't say pointless. I get it. They just, they want to get laid. Basically. It's not a good person. Right. But what's the, what's the point other than that? Like, why don't you just not say anything then? Why do you have to even post that? Great question. Is that something that someone needs to know about another person? Is that one of the first questions you got to know? You got to ask? I I think they're trying to tap into a very specific kind of woman who is passionate, and I'm going to assume it's mainly guys that do this. However, I'm going to assume that these guys are trying to tap into a very specific kind of woman who's very, um, uh, tends to lean a little left. They care a little bit more about some of the social issues, and and these guys, maybe they don't, maybe they don't care one way or the other, but they're going to pretend that they agree with all those things. It makes it seem to the woman like, here's someone that I have something in common with. Here's someone that would come with me to volunteer to sort out clothes at the Salvation Army. Here's someone that would uh, go out and collect food for the food bank with me. That sort of shit. And guys will put up with this because there's some potential to get laid. And you know, guys will do just about anything to get laid. Wow. I mean, that is really, I mean, I'm almost impressed that someone will go that far. And make it seem that way just to get laid. I certainly don't blame someone, though, for not letting on about their political views. I mean, if you really are in your heart of hearts a a Donald Trump supporter or something like that, don't tell anybody. (laughs) Nobody. Because there's very few people that's going to appeal to. You really limit your potential when you do shit like that. They usually find a way to find each other, though, don't they? Oh, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Then they're going to gun shows every weekend. romantic, right? They're trying to crash the gate at NASCAR and stuff like that. Don't you walk into a subway without a mask and say, fuck you to everybody. I mean, it's cute. (laughs) It's cute. They do it together. When Ken and Karen finally meet each other. (laughs) That's right. It's awesome. Uh, a couple of the things here. Let's talk briefly about what's going on with Mars. This morning, a new mission blasted off. We're sending another rover to Mars. This one is packing a different accessory, though. This one is going to let us see more of Mars than ever before because, and this was very misleading, they kept saying, we're going to fly a helicopter over Mars. And I thought, holy shit, that's huge. How are you going to get a helicopter to Mars? What the hell? Uh, a heli- what kind of helicopter? Like one of those big twin rotor things or like a little guy, a one-seater? What is it? It's a drone. It's a fucking drone. It's, <laughs> it weighs four pounds. Listen, uh, if I had a drone, which I would love to have, I can't call that a helicopter because it's just a drone. It, it's just a little guy that goes up in the air. You control it with a remote and it takes all kinds of pictures. That's what it's there for. It's a drone for sure. It's a fully a drone. Did they have, is it just one drone that they're bringing up there? Like, is there multiple drones? Cause what if something happens and they go up there like, ah, shit, we forgot to charge the battery. Like, well, that mission went nowhere. Yeah. There's gotta be multiple drones here. No. No, I think we get one shot at this, and oh, if somebody God. if somebody doesn't stick the landing, well, basically we've got a very, very expensive broken toy on the surface of Mars. Great. 
that's like when your drone crashes into the neighbor's backyard. Well, this is what I mean. There's got to be a Mars equivalent to this somewhere. So they've got to have some kind of a backup solution. This is a long trip to go with a drone. We got to go and knock on the Martian's door and say, my drone went in your backyard. Can we have our drone back, please? (laughs) (laughs) Again, you little fucker. Why are we going to Mars, though? I mean, I have to think that there's a bigger plan for this, a a, a larger vision for us going to the red planet. Like, would we actually colonize it? Would we actually move there? Can we move a mass amount of people from here to there? Or are we just fucking around wasting money? Look, that's what they're testing right now. I think that that's part of the reason. Is A, of course, they're saying they want to see if there was life on Mars and get more proof and evidence and things like that. Okay, fine. Well, great. Who cares? Who cares, though? Can we do it now is what I'm more interested in. I don't give a shit who lived there before. Can we live there now? Because inevitably, this Earth, it's going to shit. And it's going to shit real quick. And maybe not in our lifetime, but eventually, it's going to get so bad to the point where people are going to be like, I need to leave. I need to go somewhere else as soon as humanly possible. How can we make this happen? And that's where NASA will say, where's your money? Because I have got a nice little condo up on Mars with your name on it for the right amount of cash. Would you buy real estate on Mars? Is that a safe investment? Hey, I never say never. I will never say never because you know what? The more stories that we have, we bring them up in the podcast all the time. Makes me want to get on a rocket ship so fast and blast the fuck out of here. Okay, yeah. Can I give you one to wrap things up for today? We'll do a shorter one today because I know we went way long yesterday. One story to wrap it up. There's certain things that we like to do naked as people. Maybe you enjoy... uh, I don't know. Well, everybody showers naked. Maybe you like to do aerobics naked. Maybe you like to, I don't know, cook. walk around the house with Some your dick out naked. or something. Some people cook naked. That's a great example. Some people that live out in the country, they like to do their gardening naked because mm-hmm. neighbors can't see them. This is a first for me, though. We're going to head to Hopkinton, Massachusetts. Police got a call early Monday morning about a couple that was walking their dog naked. Can you think of any good reason? Both of them were naked? Him and her. 32-year-old Mariel Kinney and 30-year-old Kevin Pinto. Man and woman out for a nude stroll with their dog as if it's a perfectly straight-up average thing to do. Can you think of any good reason why walking your dog naked (laughs) would be better than doing it with clothes on? Air it out a little bit. Look, this is the exact same Ken and Karen we were talking about that found each other eventually, right? Went to the gun shows together and shit. That's what I feel like. This is, they found each other. I can't believe there's two people that managed to both decide it was a good idea to strip nude and take their dog for a walk. Two people fully agreeing on that. How do you bring that up? Is that like some sort of a fucking weird fantasy? Yes. It is. So like she said to him, you know what I'm really into? You know what I'd really like to do? Let's get naked. And walk the dog through the neighborhood. Do you think it was like that? Yep. Okay. So they were acting out of fantasy. Well, I can tell you, they did not appreciate having their fun time interrupted by the cops who were called (laughs) and showed up. (laughs) Now, the cops tried to talk to the couple like, hey, what are you doing? Why are you walking naked through the neighborhood with your dog? That's when they took off running. So... The cop started running, too. And he's probably thinking to himself, oh, fuck, this is probably going to be on the news. I'm the cop who's got to chase the naked people through the neighborhood. Great. Great. So he's running away. Here we go. Finally caught up to him. That's when they started fighting the cop. 
So no. then backup has to come. Like, now you're the guy who got your ass kicked by two naked people. Oh, come on. So they finally get this couple arrested. They are now charged with indecent exposure, obviously. Assault and battery on a police officer. Yeah. Disturbing the peace. Absolutely they did. Disorderly conduct, for sure. And resisting arrest. All good, relevant charges. So you're probably wondering, as was I when I first started reading this story, which, by the way, is in the Milford Daily News, if you want to read it. Why were they naked? Uh, The cops say Marielle and Kevin wouldn't give them a straight answer. However, they did say Lucy the dog is, quote, a very good dog. Lucy just sat there watching their owner or her owners get handcuffed. Very good to put up with those two, I bet. Oh, and you know what? That dog knows some shit. That dog knows exactly why they were naked and probably does not approve. That dog's probably thinking, yeah, walk time. Oh, fuck, not naked. Come on. Put some clothes (laughs) on. Hey, 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 put those pants back on, you freak. No, 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 no. We're not doing this. I said I wanted to go for a walk, not a naked walk. You're going to get us all arrested is what's going to happen, and that's going to screw with my walk. Put some socks on. Put some underwear on. Let's go. The dog is probably seeing them naked all the time and sick and tired of it. Cops probably did that dog a favor. They probably helped out poor little Lucy, who was like, thank you. Look at these two assholes. Do you know what it's like to live with these two? They walked me naked through the neighborhood and then tried to rough you up. This is shit. Get me out of here. I just wanted to take a piss on some poles. That's all I wanted to do. You know, maybe if I could see another dog, sniff it, that'd be cool. Or if I saw a fire hydrant, like, yeah, there's a great place to drop a two. And, and you know, I just want to do a little run and then a little walk. And I promised to stop at the intersections. It was, this was going to be a great walk until they fucked it up by going out nude. God, thank you, officer, for a job well done. Ugh. You saved me from much more embarrassment from the other dogs who will ridicule me because their owners are clothed and not being chased down the street by the cops. And on that, <laughs> can't believe I'm shaking my head so hard. See what I mean? We need to just go to Mars, everyone. Yeah, maybe you're on to something. Hey, be nice to everybody today. When all the announcements come out about school, nobody is going to agree. So try to be nice. When the prime minister is testifying, uh, keep in mind there's some people who legitimately believe he did nothing wrong. Let's just try and be nice. Say your opinion and you don't need to argue with everybody. Fair reminder? Fair reminder. And you also don't have to put your opinion online. I don't know. I know, right? I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. about that. (laughs) Have a great Thursday, everybody. Tomorrow we kick off the long weekend. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.